Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby, let me know. Girl, I'm gonna show you how to do it, and we start real slow. You just put your lips together and you come real close. Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. I'm one half of your host, Downtown Boosie. What's up, baby? And um, second episode since the season has ended. This one's going to hurt, but this episode is brought to you by the one and only Black and Gold Productions, LLC. What up? What up, baby? Uh, make sure you go follow everyone over there. Make sure you go check out the website, Absolute Fucking Wag, and they'll keep you entertained during the offseason. Not a big deal. Speaking of not a big deal, fanduel.com slash Boston. Check it out. Sign up. Hit the link. Follow that. Get your money. Get in on the fun. Let's make some fucking money together. I've been betting on the Sox since the Bruins have ended because I'm not betting on hockey. I thought about betting on the Panthers closing out the series last night against the fraudulent Toronto Maple Leafs, which I I shouldn't really call them fraudulent since the Bruins haven't even made out of the first round, but we don't have to talk about that. Well, we will later, but check it out. FanDuel.com slash Boston. Get in on the fun. Get in on the promo code. Make some fucking money with us, baby, because if you keep making money with us, Boosie Bets is going to come back soon. We're going to keep it going again for the summer, but we're going to stay away from hockey. We're just going to have some fun with some funny, fun Boosie Bets. And then next thing you know, by the time the season rolls around, we're all going to throw our money in, throw all our winnings in, and buy the Jacobs out. And we're going to own the Bruins, and then we're going to convince Bergeron and Krejci to get back, baby. One more run, you know. But we'll talk about that another day, another dollar. Anyways, my stud muffin of a co-host, Big Dick Brett Howard, what up, buddy? Welcome back. What's going on? Not much, man. How you doing? I've seen better days, but I had a good day on the golf course. We don't have to talk about the back nine, but we can talk about the front nine. Solid shot, <laughs> three over. Nine. Not a big deal, but it's, it's it's been a good week. It's how do I say it? So last week in Boston, rainy, depressing, depressing depressing like that's all i can say about the week last week it it just rained a shit ton mother nature was crying with us it sucked uh it it just wasn't a good week we were still i mean you remember obviously the podcast last week it was it was was a tough tough. one to get our our boy dana even tweeted at us last night he's like i still got to get listen to last week's episode blah blah i still can't get myself to uh listen to podcasts which I don't blame you guys. It's hard. I don't I blame you. Listen you... to my first podcast to the. I haven't listened to shit. It's all. It's all in the spank bank. It's all in the spank bank for me. Yeah. Uh, don't take that out of context, but it's all in the spank bank. Spank bank for me. I'm saving it for like when I'm ready to be emotionally available again with hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like like I said to you, all the ones I had in the queue, I just like undownloaded. And I just got everyone's reaction to Game Seven and the whole series on a whole because I I cannot listen to people talk about like Game Six and Five and just, yeah I I just I need it need to be talked about on a whole or I can't listen to it at all right now yeah yeah like I I like I listened to the Black and Gold Pod obviously Mark's podcast mm-hmm. uh right after the Game Seven loss because he recorded right before that I haven't listened to his yet. 
because it's 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 been hard, man. I I unfollowed a bunch of podcasts. I I'm not listening to Spit and Chicklets till middle summer. Yeah. Um, all the other Bruins podcasts, obviously, something's brewing. Um, Short Shift Boys, all that stuff. I'm not listening to that probably for maybe till next week, which is good because it'll keep me busy for a whole week. But I need a mental break. Obviously, as you guys can tell, you and me, I mean, it goes back to last week. We've still been kind of away from Twitter. I've been on my personal Twitter a little bit here and there just to crack some jokes and whatnot. Speaking of cracking jokes, I meant to bring this up last week. I, I cracked a few jokes after the Bruins game seven loss last week. And some people who actually listened to the podcast and like have interacted with us before were not happy with me one bit for cracking some like after the Bruins lost, I, I joked obviously saying, let's go Celtics. Dude, some kid who uh, who's who's replied to me before, replied to us before, interacted with us before. I'm not going to name him or whatever because that fucking fraud probably still listens. But <laughs> he, he like replied like he's tweeted us before. Oh, another great pod. He's DM'd me before, whatever. And he's like, he's like, after I said, let's go Celtics part. Uh, I'm like, he, he replied back saying like, shut the fuck up. Your podcast fucking sucks. You dildo or something like that. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, dude, we're all hurting <laughs> together, but you don't need to call me a dildo buddy. But, and I was like, I'm the dildo. You're the dildo who still follows me. And then he unfollowed me. He's like, oh yeah. I'm like, okay, well I know you already listened to the podcast. So he's probably listening right now, but that's hilarious. That funny, man. It's, it's been an emotional roller for two weeks. I, I am a dildo. Gladly. <laughs> fucking A, man. If I could be a dildo rather than my day job, sign me up, baby. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, I we mean, know you would be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I already look like a dildo. So I look like a dildo <laughs> with those googly eyes. <laughs> but like, like if Mr. Potato Head was a dildo, that's me. <laughs> but um <laughs> No, it's oh how, how was your week, buddy? Enough about me. How was your week, man? How you doing? I know you have a bum knee right now. How you doing? We haven't not talked ba- a lot still. It's it's been tough. It's been tough. How you doing? Not not bad, man. Just kind of just staying low, staying off Twitter. I'm creeping and crawling around Twitter. Um, been watching some hockey, getting back into that. Uh, yeah. but I don't know, man. Other than that, like like you said, I kind of just been resting my knee. Um. I don't know. It's kind of, it's tough because like, I just, even listening to these podcasts today, I'm just like, I just don't understand how this happened. Like, yeah, they didn't have to win the cup. I just, I still don't get it. I just don't under. So I'm just been in this fog of like, I'll come back on Twitter or back into the Bruins uh, realm. And then I just like get this taste in my mouth and i'm like i think i still need a couple days so yeah here we no. go we're back at it um i feel better now that i like got it out of my system today listen to some podcast uh watch bruins media availability but other than that the regular like the real world just getting my new place together I'm loving my new place it's awesome with the backyard and stuff so uh that's nice but yeah man just fucking trying to get back uh I don't know. Just trying to look at the Bruins in different light. It almost feels like you take like a two week vacation and then you try to get back into the swing of things. Uh, Going back to like your, you know, your nine to five and shit like that. Like it almost feels like that. Like 
Yeah. I'm still trying to, <laughs> I mean, granted it's been, it's been 20 plus years of this ship. I'm still trying to be, <laughs> I'm still trying to be happy, but I'm still trying to like get into the swing of things, be happy. Like I had a great day on the course with my brother today. Like it was, I, yeah, you're trying like, to like, because we like wrap ourselves up so much in hockey and this team and the podcast and everything like we're DMing every day about this. And like, like people, like, I, I know we're all fans out there, but like this podcast and stuff, it does consume a lot of our time and our day. And like, yeah. we're just like thinking about it a lot. Right. So like, like you said, like step away for a week and like, we're still doing the pod, but just to like unplug from Twitter and like step away yeah. that way for like a week and stuff. It, if it, it feels good, but it, it, like you said, it's also like, we got to get back into the swing of things like me and you halfway through the week. And then today we finally came to the decision of just like pushing back, grading the players, uh, yeah. every single player for a week, just because like, we're still not ready to do that yet. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I think it's too I, much. And it's not fair to like the Bruins overall, you know, not that they fucking give two shits, but no. Uh, and I'd and like that's what I'm saying. Like I'd almost rather speculate off season shit more than grade this year because like yeah. I still need to like I'm not saying we're doing that yet, but it, it's almost like I still need to comprehend what the fuck even just happened. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, we're recording Thursday night. It hasn't even been a full two weeks yet. It's like still mind boggling to us as we're like trying to put together this podcast. Yeah. It's 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 still just mind boggling. It's hard to like wrap our heads around it, but it needs to be done. We got to get the word out there for you guys. It's it, it's truly. I mean, it, like we've been obviously off Twitter a little bit. We've it, it's, it's. I mean, we're right there with you guys. And like, yeah, you know, it, that's that's the thing. Like, you know, the only difference is is like. We put our fucking stupid thoughts out every fucking week, and yeah, you know, we let you guys hear for the world to laugh at. But like, we're we're ha- we're trying to have fun with it. We're trying to look at it as like a glass half full scenario, as glass half full as it can get. There's no glass half full about this situation at all because this is the first season in a long time. Like we said last week, that this doesn't fall on Don or upper, upper management. This falls on the players and coaches. And we'll get into that a little bit today and a little bit next week. We're going to answer did. some questions today. I don't know if I already said that. And like, like we noted last week, it's kind of going to be like a three part series. So you're getting yeah. the second part of three series right now. And then after that, we're going to kind of divulge into the off season, have some fun, have some guests on 50 shades of sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Holy Jesus fuck. Christ. If I could beat my meat every time I fucking cried, I have no skin on that little pecker of mine, but that's a story <laughs> for a different day, baby. But Let's let's dive right into this bullshit. Um, I'm going to let you take the lead with this. We're going to talk about. So this week we're going to get into questions like I already said, but that's going to be after Bobby's corner. By the way, another phenomenal Bobby's corner. Was, the dude doesn't fucking miss. He ended the show so good last week. Oh my God. Yeah, that, like that was fucking perfect. That was fucking oh perfect. God, I know. Bobby's such a fucking stud. Let's be honest. Us Bruins fans do not deserve Bobby fucking Brewski, but we're very thankful that we have him. So listening if you don't to follow his, him. Lis- listening to him like end off the show last week, like I know the, the viewers can't see me right 
like nobody can see me right now, but Boosie, you can. I'm like in this dark corner, you know, got my sweater on. Let listening to the end of his pod last week made me want to just like eat like half of a fucking shroom chocolate bar and just like cuddle up in a big old sweater and just like put like a galaxy light on and just like Good. you know what I mean? Like put on some like old like Led oh, Zeppelin or something. Hear me, hear me and out just, here. Like rock in my chair while I listen yes. to the Bobby's voice corner. <laughs> Bobby's corner. Now that you said that Bobby's corner makes me want to order fucking 90 dollars worth of Chinese food. Get yeah. in the comfiest <laughs> shit ever. Throw a fucking Romecom on. Cry my eyes out, and then just cry myself to sleep. Like it was the perfect. It was the perfect like season rent like wrap up of just this historic collapse. Yeah, it no, just it, like it, it. It just softened the blow that much more. Like I even saw people on Twitter like say uh, commenting on it. It's just true. Like this, the sweet, smooth sound of voice of Bobby just really. I don't know. It helped me get out of my funk. And it's yeah. still taking me a while to get there's a difference between getting out of your funk and like getting right. Cause like, I need yeah. to get right with the Bruins again. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, and, and I'm out of my funk, I would say, but I'm not mm-hmm. right with the Bruins right now. Like it still no, pains still me. Upset. It still pains. I got cheated to... on dog. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like what the fuck? Fuck it. Not just <laughs> cheated on fucking raw dog. Holy shit. <laughs> Bruins didn't even use lube on us. Holy oh, sandpaper. Jesus, sandpaper, no finish. How are you? Bloody booty hole. But we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> that was a little bit aggressive. We don't have to. Canceled. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, speaking of bloody uh, booty holes, we can talk about the management, talking about this uh, season. Yeah. Do you want me to start uh, breaking that down? I- I'm going to let you take the lead on this. You- you're more prepared for this as I am. I took some screenshots. I-, I heard tidbits here and there, but still hard for me to like listen to all this bullshit. Uh, my biggest takeaway was what Don Sweeney said. I I kind of predicted what Monty was going to say to no surprise, but my boy, Brett, I'll let you take away with this. All right. One second here. Um, let me find it. All right, here we go. So this is the thing. Uh, do you want me? Okay. So it's Jim Montgomery, Don Sweeney, J- uh, Jeremy Jacobs. Charlie Jacobs and Cam Neely all talk. Do you just want me to like go through? Do you like should I start with Jimbo? Start it off. Yeah, with start first? with Jimbo because I think he's the least. He's the least most important out of all of this. Obviously, then like, I'll go Don ability yeah. and stuff. But yeah, yeah, I'm more yeah. I'm more intrigued by Sweeney's comments, which is what I want to dive into the most. But yeah, take it away. Okay, buddy. we'll break down we'll break down Jimbo first. I like I like calling him Jimbo. That might be a new thing. I like that. Yeah. Um all right. So he said uh these are like the points I got from all the like I didn't write down each individual question he was asked. I just kind of wrote down like cliff notes of um the questions of like the, the over with the overall excuse me sorry um, with the overall uh, media availability. So uh, the first thing he got off saying was that we need to learn from this, which is kind of like a vague statement, but I, I hope when why. he says we, he means him, <laughs> but he's, he's saying, I, I think by from saying that he's saying, I'm still, you got to remember, I'm still young coach in this league, whether we had a historic season or not, like he's an older fella, but this is like 
his first real playoff run like this, isn't it? I mean, no, he had one in Dallas, but like he he had a little one in different Dallas. circumstances. Yeah, but I don't. It was think... a little different circumstance. This is like his, a new life, right? Like this yeah. is a new reborn thing for him. Where I think um, Monty personally was a little too scared to grab the bull by the horns. You gotta remember, Paul Maurice is a fucking Stanley Cup winner. Like as much as people don't like him, and who do like, you win the Stanley weird, Cup with? Carolina. No. Yeah. He was like oh, fucking shit. 30 years old, 28 years old or something. Jesus shit. Christ. What was I doing yeah. at 30? Fucking tearing the skin off my fucking Pekka, but not a big deal. Uh, um, yeah. To that's, talk, that's like to... the fifth time I've brought up my dick. I got to stop. We're only <laughs> fucking like 20 minutes in. Um, he's 56 now. No, so, but Palmer Paul Maurice knows his shit. He, yeah. I mean, we said it last week. He outcoached Monty. I mean, we don't have to get she into one all in that 2006 yeah, with, with uh, the Hurricanes. Sheesh. I didn't yeah. even realize that. Yeah, so 2006 was almost 20 years. Yeah, so he was like 30-something years old when he won the cup with the Hurricanes. Oh, I got a cough. Jesus. <laughs> okay, so um, from there, yeah, so... Jim Montgomery, like he he straight up got out coached by Paul Maurice. Like I, 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 you know, we didn't talk about Paul Maurice much, and I think that's like a good thing for him because that means he did his job properly. He played the um uh the underdog very well, and like you you can see the mic'd up the mic'd up uh videos of Paul Maurice on the bench from the series against us. He was a wild man. Like he like he was like a drill sergeant out there. And it's like I I some teams need that. And I think a, a team like Matt that has uh, players like Matthew Kachuk and Sam Bennett on it, I think he's a great coach for them. So um I think he need like yeah he said he he also Jim Montgomery went on to say that he needed to be better with his goalie rotation. And I think that's something he was talking about that he needed a uh, when, when he was saying he needed to learn from this, I think the goalie situation is a big thing that uh, uh, he's taken into account with. Um, with that, he also mentioned the game five uh, lines and how they weren't normal until halfway through the game. Uh, kind of like screwed with the flow of of the guys. He felt like, and he had his reasons for doing that, but uh, he can understand why it might have messed things up in in the situation in the situation of game five, I think it was like a mental warfare thing that kind of like blew, blew back in his face a little bit there. Yeah. So all in all, like um, there's more that he went on to say, but that those three things I wanted to just kind of like wrap up and talk about real quick. It just like him needing to learn from this, uh, the goalie rotation situation, which Jeremy Swayman probably should have came in in game five, or six at the latest. Um, yeah. And obviously sooner, especially if you've been rolling that all year. I thought, and then the game five, um, him fucking with the lines right before game five and messing it messing around like uh, with them, how he did not having Marshawn and Bergeron together until like, he didn't even have Marshawn Bergeron and DeBrus back together until the third period of that game. It, yeah. It just, that's, like, like that's what's absurd is, not even fucking Cassidy would do that. Like, come on. Like, it's so funny because I think with this team, uh, and if you put Cassidy, if you substituted Montgomery out for Cassidy, um, I think I think, win the I think you win the series too. Yes. Yeah, because I think I think Cassidy's a better 
So the Montgomery doesn't have enough playoff experience yet. Like Cass, this happened with Cassidy too. You know what I mean? Like so Cassidy. Yeah, in my opinion, sorry to cut you off, but in my opinion, if you take away the playoff experience and you just fucking go to balls, I think Cassidy, that's the one thing about Cassidy. Yeah, players didn't like him. His voice kind of got weeded out, but Cassidy had the balls. Like he did not give right. a fuck. I mean, it kind of goes back to Bergeron saying, I mean, I can't fault either at this point, but I know we haven't gotten into that yet, obviously, or if we're going to get into it on this week's episode, but Bergeron basically saying like, I'm playing game five where Monty was like, oh, maybe it's best you sit one more game or two because the Bruins were playing better without him. And I will say Bergeron was dog shit that series, but rightfully so terrible injury to have. So, so, okay, great, great. Um, sidebar because one thing sorry i'm just going through and deleting stuff as we talk about it so we don't talk so i don't bring it up again yeah, don't um the nudes. no no nude stay boy. nude stay okay uh bah, 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 bah. wow i totally have no idea why i said that bergeron told monty that he's playing game five so i guess after game a uh, game before game four yeah, after game three in Florida, Montgomery called Bergeron and told him or, or asked him, sorry, if we win game four tomorrow night in Florida, do you need to play game five or can we hold you out longer? And Bergeron said, I'm playing game five if I'm medically cleared. And Monty yeah. said, I, how do you tell a Hall of Famer no? Like how are you gonna keep a Hall no, of Famer like, in your lineup? So I can't that, that fault one, Monty I don't, at that. No, that's kind of on Bergeron, and I get why because he probably felt like, wow, I got injured in the last season. Like he, what is he has this slip disc in his back? Yeah, uh, which is a I, reoccurring. Injury, I think which, Bergeron which, thought which, in his mind that maybe at 70 percent, if that, that he was the best option. He I don't wanted know. to I mean, be there. Like he wanted to be there, right? Like he wanted to it's his team. It was his run. He everyone is pitching together for him. And it's, it's an funny. injury that wasn't going to get better either, you know. And it's crazy too because it's a reoccurring injury. And like, what now? You got a slip disc at 38 it, years old. It makes you question if he's gonna actually that's what which, I mean. I still and think it's like going to, but we'll so do that. I. I think he comes back no matter how many games he plays. That's just like a thing that I I think. And this kind of goes into Cam Neely and what he says. Like he he was saying the game three and four are were our best games all series. And those are the games that there was no Krejci or Bergeron. And he was alluding to like this is what our team might look like next year. And like that's the team that I think would have beat Florida in the end, which is like a bold thing to say about Patrice Bergeron, who's a Hall of Famer, but he was kind of hinting at the fact, like, I don't think Bergeron and Krejci should have been in the lineup. I don't know if I'm just reading into that too much. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, he, like, Neely was kind of saying, like, well, game three and four were our best two games, eye test and analytically, and there was no Krejci or Bergeron in the lineup. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. That, that one's a little tough. Um, Montgomery also mentioned that, uh, he should have switched up the D, um, the D matchups 
er, uh, yeah. earlier in the series. He was saying that he was they were shutting down one line good, and then the next game a different line good, and he could have um, like what what do you call that? Like he could have adjusted the defensive lines better. It's something that me and you mentioned as well. Like keep Linholm, McAvoy, and Orloff on three different pairings. And uh, no, unfortunately, with Orlov, you kind of have to put him with Forbert or Clifton, who had a r- really tough series. And then you run McAvoy with McAvoy, or sorry, you run McAvoy with Grizzlick and Lindholm with Carlo, which we've done all year that gave us success. Um, I think he kind of like Montgomery messed around with that a little too much. Oh, um, uh, uh, for the goalie decisions and whether or not Montgomery should have, or whether or not it was right to say that um, goalie Bob's the one who makes the decisions on the goalies, uh, Montgomery reiterated that it, he wasn't trying to throw uh, goalie Bob under the bus, and he was. I'm glad he did that. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm he glad wasn't he did trying that. to say that goalie Bob. It's goalie Bob's fault. Uh, he was just saying this is like the amount of answer that I can give you until you have to go ask goalie Bob the rest because but what he, Monty ended up saying was at he the explained end of the, the Allmark thing. Yeah. Right? And he said at the end of the day, it was his decision, which obviously it was, it was him but, and Allmark. It sounds like that decided Allmark was playing. And that's what pisses me off. Cause because Allmark, I love it kind Allmark. of annoys me with Allmark because it's yeah. like, dude, that was like it's like uh, on Morning Brew, Billy Jaffe and uh, Razor were saying that 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 relationship will probably never be the same again after that. Yeah, like that kind of fucked that relationship up up because like now you put Swayman in and Swayman just got like fed to the wolves in Game Seven when like clearly it should have been all Mark's net and he should have died on the sword. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm sorry, I just realized what you were doing and we made eye contact. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to make sure this my guy, dick was in the water bottle so I could pee. This guy is staring me in the eyes, taking a piss right now. I love it. I've never felt so vulnerable. So Listen, like, oh my I'm committed god. to this podcast. No more trips to the bathroom because oh my god, we, we are going to be. We are. That was having- literally you were staring me in the eyes, and I'm like, this guy's getting really emotional. I think I was this. a little bit. Yeah, I think I. He's going to cry a little. Was that a? Yeah. Is that a cry pee? You know? Yeah, no, yeah. I, that, that was a little bit of everything right there. I was, <laughs> I, I saw you with the glasses. I got a little bit excited. Yeah. I got a little bit emotional talking about the <laughs> Bruins, but I, I got to get this down. I got my water bottle right here, my big old gallon yeah. of water right here. I, I poured it out, ready to drain the main vein because I got to get ready, baby. Because if you guys didn't listen last week, we're going to have a YouTube page at one point. We're going to have a bunch of content yeah. out there for you guys to look forward to. I know it's a little side thing but uh i gotta practice now i gotta practice now because i can't have you guys coming to the bathroom with me <laughs> yeah can't bring you to but yeah now it. that you said that that was a deep fucking stare i gave you <laughs> yeah i realized what was happening halfway through it's like it's like when a toddler like walks into the corner of the room and you're like what are you doing and then yeah, you just like yeah. look at their face and you're like oh you're taking a piss okay daddy why are you beating up mommy just tearing <laughs> that ass up son but, yeah. <laughs> But, but anyway, uh, yeah. Anyways, so, go on. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was. Oh, Allmark. No, it's just kind of like, I, I don't know. I Look at me getting right back into it. Fucking pat on the back. Fucking plus plus over here for this guy. But Allmark and Swayman, I don't know if their relationship is going to be the same after this. Like, 
it's just going to be fucking weird to me. Like, I don't know. I get it. They're friends. And maybe this doesn't put a strain on anything. But like, if I'm Allmark, I'm pissed. I didn't get the net in game seven. And if I'm Swayman, I'm pissed that I had to fucking get, I didn't get in the net till game seven. So it's just kind of like, I don't know if, if there is anything awkward that went down or if there is it any her hard feelings in the whole situation, which we'll never find out about because the Bruins are a very tight lipped organization. I wouldn't be surprised if they move on from one of all Marcus Swayman this summer. I would no, not. Me, and, it, if, either. and if it happened, I think it would be because they fumble fucked this whole situation and they don't want to admit it. So they're just getting rid of one of them. Yeah. It's no, like when I, I you, you get two kids in trouble in the, the principal's office, you yeah. know what I mean? The teacher fucked up and they don't want to admit it, so they just get one kid in trouble. It's just like the same fucking thing. I I, I would not be surprised at all. And you, you'd have to think, unless a team, you, you'd have to think teams want Allmark and you'd want to think that the Bruins would want to keep Swayman because he's younger. But like... Wayman or Omar has I know this is fucking so far advanced. I I can't even believe I'm thinking about this right now. But Omar has more of a stranglehold on the situation with his sixteen. Like he gets to pick half the team, half the league. He doesn't want to go to. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just kind of like I don't know. Gun, it's, it's, gun it's, to it's, the head right now. Who you keep in Swayman or Swayman? Yeah. I, just because like you it's a homegrown thing. If you're gonna keep the core of McAvoy, Pasternak, like I throw Swayman into that core now. I think that's your three core three and he person saved core your right ass there. during COVID. Yeah, you know what I mean? And like, don't get me wrong, all mark, yeah, but like Swayman just seems like he's more of a company guy, if that makes sense. Like I could see management liking Swayman a little more. He's more of a yes man yeah. than all mark. Like, and that's nothing against Allmark. I just think Allmark has his ways and how he wants things. And like, after hearing about how him and goalie Bob struggled last year, it just wouldn't be a surprise to me at all. If he's the one that's out the door first, especially with boost bussy, boosy downtown bussy coming up. Well, fucking fraudulent bussy. Yeah. I mean, with his emergence down there and, I don't know. The Swayman had an up and down season, but I would say more up than down. He he's, he's also kinda, only twenty three. Yeah, he's he's a young buck. All Mark is getting up there. But yeah. do you know Bussy's older than Swayman? Really? I'm almost a hundred percent sure about that. That I mean that wouldn't surprise me. He's I mean did did Swayman play all four years at? I don't think so. Yeah, that's that's one thing. I don't know um, too sorry. much about. Real quick, real quick. Do, 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 do. The fuck is this? Um, sorry, I'm trying to look right now. Swayman's still on elite prospects. Uh, Swayman's 24. Oh, okay, so they're both the same age. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So you'd have a go- like I'm not saying trade all mark. I'm just saying you'd have a goalie yeah. tandem of two 24 year old goalies. Obviously, ideally Bussy had a really good season this year. He did, the, yeah. He did in the AHL. But ideally it would you love to keep Swayman. both them. If you can but... keep them both under seven million, if you can get Swayman to sign a bridge deal for two million dollars, I I have no problem keeping them. What one hundred percent, but that's fucking tough. 
we'll and, and we'll like, get it. Make, I, okay, well, yeah, we'll get into that later. There, there well, is a world where you don't with contracts and whatnot because there's a scenario that I painted out that I thought about uh, going into. Excuse me. Next season, because uh, it kind of leads you into Don Sweeney. If you want to talk about some of his quotes, I don't know yeah, if you had that lined up next, now. but yeah, uh, it kind of leads you into Don Sweeney, and then we can talk about some other stuff possibly next week because Don Sweeney, I mean, he did say there's going to be a lot of roster movement. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll let you take that away, though. Uh, yeah, so... Do, do, do. He said, uh, Don Sweeney said there's no time frame for Bergie or Kretsch. So he's just going to fly off. Like, gun to your head right now, do they come back? And what are the what's the percentage? Who? Ber- Bergeron and Krejci. 100%. I say, I say Bergeron. I say Bergeron's, there's a 66% chance he comes back and Krejci, I think it's 50-50. I think if, if Bergeron comes back, then Krejci comes back. But if Bergeron doesn't come back, I don't see Krejci coming back. To me, I am 100% convinced that both of them are coming back. I truly believe both of them are coming back. I, I just don't think they want to leave this taste in their mouth. It, it's a shitty way to end your career. And like the hundredth, If it wasn't the 100th year, I would say they're not coming back, both of them. But the fact that like it's a hundred years of Boston and like you can use this year and next year to pass the torch from like because like as much as I think Marshawn should be the next captain, I don't think he will be. I think they'll give it to Pasternak or, or McAvoy personally in my eyes, or Carlo I have as a sleeper, the next captain as the Bruins or of the Bruins, sorry. But um I I I don't know, I just I think with like the hundredth year and everything, I th- I think you see. I think it's more likely than not Bergeron and Krejci come back, and I think this year you you you'll see if if Bergeron comes back, this is the last year, and I think he announces it's the last year because I think he's so well respected. It's like the Gordy Howe thing, and he like loves hockey and like see, he respects the, is, the game so much. I don't think Bergeron wants that send off though. He might not, but like I. Yeah, maybe he he might not announce it, but I think he announces it to like the team, like, hey, like this is it. Yeah, you know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, like I think this is like if he if he comes back, it's his last year. Like, like there's game, no way. Game there's seven, no, and, I was expecting. Not that we know anything, of course, but game seven, I was expecting a fucking Mark Recchi speech in the fucking locker room from him saying, yeah, or at least Felino. Like, fuck, was Felino even playing? I don't know. I wasn't even. He didn't play game seven. So weird that they didn't have Bacchus play game seven in 2019, the Cubs finals, and they didn't have Felino play game seven. I don't know. I just, I'm the guy like ride your horse, ride the guys who got you there. And I just think there was too many cooks in the kitchen, which is crazy to say because we're always complaining about no depth. And I, I don't know. I I, just, I think I, that's kind of goes back to what we talked about last week, where it leads to essentially Monty um, being now coached by Mar- yeah. Paul Maurice. You know, like I I think like you said, too many cooks in the kitchen. I I think he overthought it, and like, why wouldn't you go back to 
your original lineup to where you are. Like you literally, yeah. I mean, if you look at our roster, right? Do you think, where the gold like the gold? Yeah, where the gold tend to go? Where the defense go? Like Omar's where, hurt. Where, I don't care what anyone yeah, says. He, he well, he admitted he was hurt. He wouldn't disclose on his injury, yeah. but we'll get into that a little bit next week. But um, I think that's to a point where that's a tough call too because say like i know we're just fucking podcasting but say you're sick and i tell you to sit it out a week and i'll find someone else you're gonna be like no this is our fucking podcast i'm fucking playing you yeah. know I, you know that's i know it's a little especially bit- with hall of famers like fucking crazy and bergeron yeah i'm boosie yeah <laughs> but <laughs> no, uh i i i agree you know you you think it's one last run you want to help the boys out and maybe you can convince that's where that you can I'd understand if Krejci didn't come back because it did feel like a last dance. And that's the one thing I want to iterate too. Sweeney and Neely and the Jacobs, they did everything they could for this team. Like they went all in. Yeah. And that's literally nobody, what we said last week. Nobody yeah. is allowed to be mad. They went all in either. I don't want to hear a single fucking person go, Oh wow. They shouldn't have traded this first overall pick. Shut up. We had the best, team of all time the greatest season of all time like you, you would be crazy not to bet on that team but now this is what happens when teams like that don't pan out now you you need bergeron to come back next year it's not even the fact that will he come back or not you need bergeron to come back you don't have a first overall pick you have no center depth ready yet like the portois and harrison's and all these kids they're three years away at least and there's those centermen's you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's that's... like you need Bergeron to come back next year for the cap to go up. Like Marshawn talked about it in his post game presser. I know we'll get into it next week, but he mentioned on the management side of things, like you kind of need Bergeron to come back because after next year, the cap's supposed to go up like five million dollars. Yeah. So then you can get your center, your your one C for this core for the past year. I, I core, think yeah. Right? So I, like I you think you definitely need Bergeron, need Bergeron to, to yeah, you need Bergeron to come back. You can get by with Zaka or Coral being your number two. Yeah. Seat. But I know next week we're going to like talk about your first. I wouldn't be mad if my first line is Berge, or sorry, uh, Bertuzzi, Zaka, Pasternak, only because we saw how well they work together. And you can, like, Zaka, yeah, he's only a two C, like, he's a two C, A, or B. But with Pasternak and Bertuzzi on your wings, you could play one C. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can get away with playing one. See, like Halla played with Hall and Pasternak, and like he he had a career year. No, he he did. Um, you can survive without Krejci coming back one hundred percent. I think that's like a but then easy... you're you're searching next year at the trade deadline, which sucks. It, you're searching when it's slim pickings for you, yeah. anyways, because you do not have much to uh work with. But I think. Zocker or Coyle as your number two centerman. I think you can get away with that and possibly make a run. The problem is, and we're getting way ahead of ourselves. So, like next year's trade deadline, you're fucked. You're fucked because you traded. This oh, you can, you have to year. do what Florida did this year. Yeah, literally. I mean, like you already, you you already traded to for do it. next year's first round draft pick. Yeah, like I hate to be the bear of bad news and Florida, yeah, Panthers, bad taste in the mouth right now, but they we're literally gonna have an offseason like them. We're gonna bring in a bunch of guys for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, like your Eric Stalls, your fucking uh Colin Whites, uh your Nick Cousins, 
And then you're going to have to have your Listerinans step up. Um, you're going to have to have your uh, Forsling step up, your Montour step up, because you're going to have to have a younger core next year. Like, your whole bottom six is going to have to be younger players next year. Like, you're not going to be able to go and go shopping for depth this offseason. Like, you're going to have to deal oh, with yeah. what you have in that aspect. And... Like you, if you can clear up six million dollars to bring Bertuzzi back, I think that's a win. Yeah, because you lost you lost your fucking first round pick, not for nothing at that point next year. Yeah, uh, and then that's gonna. I, I think if you punt punt going into next season. Just hope for I, the best. Yeah, and I think that's gonna answer, and we'll talk about that very shortly after Bobby's corner because there are some questions to be answered on our opinions, what we think is gonna happen next. So we'll save that for that, but. Um, because I, I do have some stuff I want to say about it, but I don't want yeah. to get ahead of myself because let me just, finish I, off what Don had allow, to say and then we'll shoot it over to Bobby's corner. Well, I was going to say, I'll just, instead of doing these in public forum, cause we could talk these for hours. I'm just going to say them all and whatever sticks out to you. We can have a conversation. If you, if something you want to talk about, stop me. I, I will and, raise uh, my hand if anything. Yeah. Yeah. Sweeney went on to say uh, he's going to need to put two rosters together this offseason, which makes sense. Uh, it's what he did last year, I guess. And Zaka fell in his lap last second. So he knew before he got the Zaka trade that Krejci and Bergeron were coming back. We didn't know Bergeron and Krejci were coming back until like right, right around the Zaka trade, to be honest. So that yeah. makes me feel good. That makes me feel like there's a bunch of plans in place. Um we're going to have to build around what we have. So it's kind of like what I said. Um, th- there's going to be, there's going to be a very young roster. You're going to have to try and make minor trades at the trade deadline or get your depth through 750 K like veterans. Like I spoke on um, bringing up younger players. That's like what I just alluded to. Uh, it's not it. Sweeney said, it's not one thing that ruined us in this off season. Uh, he thinks it comes down to goaltending, no execution, and bad breakdowns. Um, he kept reiterating that goaltending all year was outstanding and then just dropped off the playoffs. Uh, we had no execution, which there's games where in the regular season we had leads uh, 4-3 and 5-4 that we closed out no problem. Um, but we lost twice in the series from those instances where we were up in games uh, we we're up 2 1, then 4 3, then 5 4. Lost. Um, and that was game six where he saw most of our structure problems. He knew that after game six, the series was over. Uh, because he saw like our team just kind of implode on itself. Uh, he he couldn't even watch that. Like game six, he said he had to keep walking away. It's and multiple times in game seven because this isn't the team he watched all year and he could see it like unfolding in front of his eye. Uh, he said there's no off-season surgeries and the team is overall healthy. Um, Hold on, there's... pause there. Yeah. Does that surprise you? No, because we knew everyone was majority healthy. But like, other, than Allmark, at... other than Allmark and Bergeron, Allmark, who yeah. was injured? I guess Krejci. But Krejci's well, been kind of on and off wise, injured all year. Injury-wise, well, surgery-wise, I'm not really surprised by that. I am but... surprised about Taylor Hall. That's it. Yeah, That's the only I, one that I thought was really messed up, but clearly he got enough opinions that showed. Yeah, it's and not some as bad fucking as fraud said he had a torn ACL. I'm not going to name yeah. names, 
uh, Darren Drager, you piece of shit. I'll come at you, bro. I will fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I I just Say the way please. the way Lindholm played, the way some of these players played, I was just I I was surprised by that. I mean, I thought for sure Lindholm's foot injury was aggravating him it didn't end up aggravating him it sounds like he just he just straight up fucking sucked ass which is even more surprising i thought i thought forward came back a little bit too early he looked oh, oh my god man you want to watch fucking hockey in slow motion just watch that guy sorry to all you forward fans shout out lauren but uh that 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 was tough to watch uh, I'm trying to obviously you know about Bergeron. Uh Marshan was fine. I think it took him way longer to come back from his double hip surgery than people expected. Obviously, Pasta hurt his shoulder in the first shift of the first of the first game. But outside of that, I just let, let me real quick, let no. me stop you. Did it, it like in a convincing Bergeron to come back fashion? Is it not convincing to be like, hey, this was the team we had? With like no help at the beginning of the year and guys coming off like season surgeries or off season surgeries, like you're gonna have McAvoy fully healthy to start the year, Grizzly fully healthy if he's still here to start the year, Marshron fully fucking healthy after his double hip surgery where he was already looking good, and you know with more time in the off, like you think about this, Berger or Mar- Marshawn and Crosby are in Nova Scotia right now, probably training already. You know what I mean? Which is wild. Which is fucking... I'm sure they're taking time off, but I like Marshawn going back to Nova Scotia and I know Crosby already being there. Um, He went straight there after the... Like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Pittsburgh wins the cup next year. Crosby apparently, like from what I heard in like my Canadian friends and um, text chains and stuff, Crosby went straight home to Nova Scotia and just started working out like a fucking crazy person. But hear me out. Marshan didn't have the season that he wanted or expected. He thought he was going to come back a little bit better, a little bit stronger from his hip surgery. He didn't. You know how he works. He's got that fucking dog in him. Also, shout out, Marshy. Happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, it is uh, his birthday. It, it's his birthday. But we know like, he listens. We'll send you some merch, bud. Yeah, we'll buddy. Just, some send, just send us the Addy. You, you, I know yeah. you got the Twitter. I know. I, you don't have the Twitter handle anymore. Shout out, Boosie. Marion, but Boosie, uh, Boosie will hand deliver some stuff to your place in Boston. Just oh, let them oh know. yeah, yeah. I, I'll, let I'll be, know. I'll be there, fucking butt naked too, buddy. Sign my cock. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> I don't even know why I keep bringing up my dick, but I do. <laughs> Maybe I'm just sexually frustrated from this Bruins yeah. loss, but um, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I I need Jesus. Uh, <laughs> anyways. The Bruins, but I, I, I think, I think what you saw out of Bergeron this year, you're gonna see that on steroids this upcoming season. I, I don't think he's obviously he's not happy. He's such a competitor. He's not happy with how anything ended. He's not happy how he said long even if they won him. the cup, he might not have retired. Who? Bergeron said, "Oh, Bergeron, even if he yeah, won yeah. the cup, he might not have retired." Yeah. So that makes me even more convinced. Bergeron's coming back. I think Marshan's not going to let him finish like this, dude. Yeah. Like I, and it's like the thing too. It's like, uh, 
Bergeron didn't. It's not like his play dropped off. Like he's going to win the fucking Selkie this year. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm like laughing about over here. But um, real quick, I'll, I'm gonna get back into Don Sweetie so we can yes, add this go, and yes. send over to Bobby's quarter. Um, we're gonna have all season off season to talk about this other stuff. But Don Sweetie went on to mention that there's gonna be uh, restraints this off season which we all knew was going to happen. Like they got to clear some money in, but the restraints being that they went all in, they got the okay from management. Um, They were told that, you know, you can do whatever you need to, to win a Stanley cup this year. And the, it's like, this is, I don't know. This is just on the, let's just a little quick side note. Like this is on the players and coaches at this point, but this is this is one that was interesting to me. He says that nothing is off the table to stay good, so they will do whatever they oh, need to. Oh, this to stay. And I don't. Relevant. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to dive so, into this a little bit. I don't want to dive we'll, into this too we'll much because I think it's a ridiculous take. Yeah, we'll wait till the off season. But this reminds me because our boy, our boy memes, uh, bees memes, whatever his name is. Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. We gave him a shout oh, out yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah. He's a fucking king, but uh, he's been going after people all fucking week. I got to, man, I want to find his like exact Twitter account so we fucking know so I can give him the proper shout out. But he's been going after people who are saying trade fucking trade, trade fucking McAvoy. He was fucking dog shit. You're dog shit, buddy. Don't fucking not not you bees memes. You're the fucking man. I, I, I hope to meet you one day, but don't. That is an absurd take, no? Oh, yeah. He yeah, wasn't I that good. Pasternak. He wasn't that good this year or last year, but yeah. yes, pasta, McAvoy. The Allmark one is the only one I understand, and it's not because of his play, though. It's just because, like, mathematically it makes sense. You would keep swinging. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like, it, that's where people are wrong. It's like... Uh, like the Allmark one is even bad, even though I said it on this pod like 20 minutes ago, you might want to trade Allmark if you're going to trade either of the two. I still don't think you trade him because of this performance. I still think you keep him. Yeah, you know? no, I agree. I agree. In a perfect world, I'd love to keep both. Uh, Sway Allmark was one of the best goalies in the world this season. I don't think it's a coinky dink by any means, oh. but sometimes you got to move money off the books and that's an easy contract to move because he has a lot of value well, right speak, now. But well, speaking of this, it goes into Sweeney's next point. Younger guys need to step up. Yeah. Like if you're if you're keeping Frederick and you're not shedding or like you gotta you gotta shed Riley's contract. And I think you just gotta move on from Forbert at this point. I think there's better I know you bring size, you, but I just who would think you rather trade? I know we'll get more into it next week, but gun to the head, Forbert or Grizzik? I trade Forbert. I know people are gonna say keep Forbert because of size, but like you can just like go get a fucking Tenordi, who's like a big old motherfucker, just to have as your eighth D. You know what I mean? Like Tenordi, Tenordi is Walmart. Um, Forbert is Target. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, no. Yeah, well, I don't know what's better here. Walmart's better than Target, so. Oh yeah, see, I'm I'm a big. So I guess it's yeah, yeah, own, yeah. But... <laughs> so it's each their own. But I get what you're trying to say. Like, Tenorti is the price chopper version of Forbert. 
Yeah. Or you don't have Price Chopper. I but like it's we have like Price Chopper store. It's the dollar store version. You being Canadian is such a fucking problem right now. But yeah. 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 But <laughs> yeah, so I get what you're saying. Like it's like Forbert's replaceable if you're just having a PK specialist. Like there's cheaper PK specialists yes. out there. You're wasting about two because million dollars. The PK was just fine when he was gone. Yeah, I know. Maybe dipped a little bit, but it was just like fine. you could make the argument. Okay, you're not going to get Bertuzzi. Fine, shed Forbert Riley's contract to keep Orlov. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and Orlov can be your PK guy. Like it's it's not that hard. PK yeah. specialists aren't that far to hard to find. We just have a younger core like it's like i don't know what the problem is in putting lindholm on the penalty kill either like is he bad on the penalty kill or something i don't he's definitely not it's just like using the his, kill but i think it's using his, just look at him as a little bit of a liability yes okay. rightfully so i mean yeah he but that's, the, that's the point we need younger guys to step up what if zaboral comes in next year like i have no Zabusi. problem I have no problem having support like you're um you're gonna have to. You're gonna have Zaboro to, to make in the cap your, work. In your yeah, like Zaboro in your D, your six D to start the year. I have no problem with that at all. And that's what you drafted to. him you, for. And you have you need, to give him a chance, yes. Yeah, exactly. if you need younger guys to step up, this is the perfect like if they sign a defenseman this offseason, I'm gonna be pissed. You should be shedding a defenseman at this point. Yes, you should get rid of one and then keep what you have. Yeah, like Riley and and Grizzlick or Forbert need to go. Both yeah. of them. You got to give young one of the young guys a chance. You got to give Zabusi a chance and go from there. It sucks. Yes, you want a strong decor, but if anything, go sign like a sign like a Luke Shen for eight hundred k. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you really need depth, don't go out and spend money on defensive depth this time. Yeah, just, just like that's that's not your concern right now. You, no. you gotta focus on re-signing key players, hence Swayman. Uh and other guys, obviously. There's a, there's other guys you gotta focus on. Um it sounds like they're gonna re-sign um Swayman and Frederick, just from like the quick comments Sweeney made. Another interesting thing was Sweeney said he's interested in all three or all of the UFAs they have, so Felino included, I'm guessing. Uh, like Hathaway, like all the guys they picked up at the trade deadline, and then including Felino and other UFAs like Bergeron and Krejci, um, they're interested in all of them. It's just how they're going to make it work and who's going to get the opportunity to play for the Boston Bruins next yeah, year. There's there's a um, lot to go around. There's a lot to there's a lot of moving lots of roster changes. Yeah. Lot young. We're going to see a lot of young players this year. A lot of what Bruins fans wanted for this year, I think is going to be happening that next year. Kind of oh, yeah, goes this back one to was what we talked about last week too. The kids. Yeah, the kid line Potentially. Yeah. It should be. I think our third line should be a kid line with coil yep. maybe, or if you don't get it, uh, and it's, it's, it's tough. Right. But yeah. um, this one was really interesting is, he uh Sweeney praised Grizzlick, said he was one of our best defensemen all year. Uh it's up to Montgomery how he's gonna deploy his roster, but he has like it 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 to me the what how he spoke on Grizzlick, Grizzlick is not on the block. Like you you uh, another team is gonna have to pay to get Grizzlick. He's on a great contract and he's a top toward top four defenseman. He's Sweeney even kind of said when they got Orlov, it kind of messed up. 
Grizzlick's spot in the lineup, which was unfortunate because he said he was one of our best defensemen all that year. That kind of which, falls to the problem with too much depth, you know? Yeah, and it's like, I get it. You got to get a guy like Orloff, but maybe you should have sent a guy like For, Forbert. Uh, Forbert or Clifton out the door. You know what I mean? Like it, maybe you should have mo- moved on from one of those guys and got um, more of a depth defenseman for that role. So you could have Orloff in the lineup every night. Sweeney also went on to say that they handled the expectations wrong. Um, once they like were deemed the best team in the league, he, he felt they kind of like fell off and that their attitude changed a bit. Um, puck management in the neutral zone was tough. He said, um, he said that he has a very empty feeling about this right now. Um, Bergeron wasn't ready for game one to four. Um, he was medically cleared for game five. It was a very missed opportunity, and this historic season will be lost because of this first round exit. Yep, <clears throat> and that's pretty much where um Sweeney ended it off. Um, Jacobs iterated, sorry, the same thing, just saying that it's, it's hard to find words with all the potential they had. Uh, Bergeron and Krejci leave huge oppressions on the organization, no matter what their future is, and that there will be um, a heritage hall starting next year um, in the 100 season, which will the like induct players from the history of the Bruins into like the heritage hall. It'll be like their own like hockey hall of fame kind of. Um, I thought that was interesting and cool. <clears throat> Real quick to go off Neely, just before we throw it over to um, Bobby's corner and just get, get this shit just like tied up with a bow and just get it over with. Uh, Neely said the goal was the goal is to stay competitive. Uh, he is, we have a great core coming back. Uh, games three and four could be what the roster looks like next year. And he said that was, he thought that, uh, that uh, with eye test and analytics, that was their best game. Um, their best games all series close to, uh, this is a close second to the 2019 game seven loss. Uh, players apologized to him saying that they gave, uh, them a wagon of a team and they didn't capitalize on it, which was gut wrenching to hear for him. Because uh, yep. he was a player himself, and he knows what that feels like. Um, he said there was no confidence once we hit the playoffs, and the nerves for the regular season hit us. Uh, President's Trophy narrative, once it started, it crept in the room, and they couldn't get it out. And he thinks it's what ultimately got in their head and messed with them in the end. Yeah. And it's I... just kind of just to tie a bow on it it's just kind of what we all said right like they had too much time to sit around and think about this thing yeah no exactly it blew up in their face all season long you knew who you were going to be you're going to be one of the top dogs and you choked under pressure there's a lot of blame to go around you could it's point a young core that choked realistically the unfortunate thing is no matter how much monty fucked with the lions and all this shit i know we said it last week but at the end of the day, you're an NHL player. You have a responsibility. No matter who's on your fucking line, you have to produce, and you didn't. And it's not even more so the forwards. It's how much the D just folded under pressure. The D was fucking terrible. And the unfortunate thing I is think the guy who Grizzly was scratched. out of the lineup. Yeah, a guy like Grizzly, who's as scratched as many times as he was, was one of your better defensemen. And I think that's what fucked the whole thing up in yep. my eyes. Taking Grizzly, taking Grizzly and 
Who who else did they take out of the lineup and forwards? Oh, forwards. No, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. It was putting Clifton back in, taking Gl- Grizzly out, and I think um, taking Zach out of that top six role and putting Krejci in. I think those are two moves that really fucked you. Yeah, and I, I think you could have. I think you could have. Um, not walked. I'm, I should have never said the shit I said about the Panthers because it really blew up in all of our faces. Like, <laughs> they, you know. know what I mean? Like, what it's what a like kudos to them, man. They deserve all the respect. Like, I I have no ill will against the fan base, against the players, the team. Like, they they outplayed us. They outworked us. They deserve this this, and they're doing the same thing to the Leafs. You know, so this was obviously. We were always everyone was wrong about them all year. If they were a cup contending team, they just needed to get healthy and put it all together. And they did at the right time. And look, now they're one win away from the Eastern Conference Finals. So kudos to the Florida Panthers and their fan base. Uh no ill willed against them at all. Which is I mean, this goes back to ex- like it playing Chuck sucks. Yeah, like playing Chuck sucks, but like, he did his job. Like he's we can't be mad. Yeah, yeah, like we can't be mad at him at all. Like he's he exactly, did his job. He's worth every fucking penny of that contract. And right? I think the Hathaway, a big thing for me with hat like people like don't re-sign Hathaway, blah blah, all this shit, right? It's like I, I think he broke his ribs when he cross-checked him. Like Hathaway was unresponsive after that cross-check. Yeah. And think of that's that. what you pay, that's what you pay Kachuk for. And they did their jobs. Our it like our guys didn't show up when they need to. Lynn Holm was a no show. McAvoy had a really tough series. And and when McAvoy wasn't there in the early beginnings, what we had Lynn Holm to rest on, and Lynn Holm wasn't there this time. And all um Orloff couldn't take it all on his own because he's not I don't think he's as defensively as great as people think he is. But he played well. We with it they did what they I, I don't know, man. It just I don't have I don't have any answers for this. It's just like, yeah. I just want to move on now. These past two episodes, like talking about this shit. <laughs> I, know. I just want to move on now. And we got the media, media availabilities done. We can talk about the players and their grades. We're going to have great grades for the players for the overall season. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? We, like, we are certainly. So, so it'll be a nice positive next episode. And hopefully that's three weeks from the initial date, almost four Hopefully it'll be, you know, the, the, by the time people listen to next week's episode, the, the wounds have healed and we're excited to look forward to next season as much as hard as it is. You have to, we have to let this go. It's all you get to do is chalk it up to just the most historic collapse and in, in almost all of sports, maybe like, I don't know. I was saying it to you before we came on definitely in NHL history, biggest collapse. Like, I don't know. Is the Tampa one bigger when they got swept? I'm going to say I'm going to have to agree with Ryan Whitney on this, too. I I think the Bruins one is way worse because you you were up three games to one and you let it all fall away where Tampa didn't even fucking win a game. So, like, yeah, that sucks. But the Bruins won three games and then they had three other chances to, you know, let it fucking close this fucker out and even if you look at the series as a whole all the way going back to game five of Marshand at the end with the breakaway with seconds left like i think by far like that this is way worse than the whole tampa collapse because they didn't even win a damn game and it sucked 
you're muted. <laughs> that's my bad, my bad. Um, and that's the thing too, right? It, it's just like I, I don't know. It it's got to be one of the biggest collapses, and like <laughs> I don't know. It's just what more can you say? Chalk it up to it. It sucks, and it's over, and it's gonna suck for a really long time. This one's not gonna go away, so we're gonna have to spin this as best as possible as a podcast and try and like move forward as a team here and as a community. I, I think this is time to throw it over to Bobby's. Corner. Yeah, I was going to say he's, he's curious. What's up? He's what's up with all you sexy listeners. He wants to know what you guys are up to. So yeah, speaking I, of moving good forward, one. fucking Bobby, fucking Brewski. We're going to shoot over to Bobby Brewski. Then we're going to answer some of your questions. Uh, and then we're going to end the pod. We're not going to answer every single question. We're going to save some for the following week because we've gone on long enough. But folks, the long-awaited Bobby Brucey's corner. Beaches of week. Winnipeg. Yeah, to the <laughs> beaches of Winnipeg. Big Dick Tripodski. Here he is. Enjoy, folks. From the beaches of Winnipeg, under the palm trees of the West End, it's Bobby Brewski. What's going on, folks? Welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner, proudly brought to you by Only Bruins Black and Gold Productions. How we feeling? Still licking your wounds? Piecing yourself back together? Repairing your heart? Paving that shit with gold? I'm still a little broken up too. You probably couldn't tell though. How good is this fucking song, right? Deluxe. Love is hard work. It's a great track, baby. Half hour long. It's the shit I listen to when I'm cooking breakfast. The shit I'm listening to when I'm cooking lunch. The shit I'm listening to when I'm cooking dinner. Just me and Barb, baby. Crushing cold ones, making some good food. Rocking out to this. Trying our best to not think about the absolute fucking bullshit that we've been fucking dealing with in the last week. What are some of the things you're doing to cope? Huh? What are you What are you doing to get through this absolutely traumatic event? I know the boys are breaking down the exit interviews. So I'm not going to dive too much into that. But first thing I want to say is as shocking as it is with the, what has happened, I I had a big realization the other day. So I was just lying in the middle of the fucking train tracks, you know, and it hit me. When you put on the black and gold, you inherit trauma. You inherit inevitable heartbreak because we have a legacy of it, whether it's 79, game seven overtime in the East final. Or it's 1990 getting redemption against the fucking Oilers. I mean, come on. When we all jumped in on this craze lately in the last 15 years, I mean, the year before we won the Cup, we blew a 3 nothing series lead against those scumbags in Philly. I'm not even going to talk about what happened in Game 7. That one, though, we can blame on Blake Wheeler. Blake Wheeler was on that fucking team. And if you've seen what he's done with the Jets, you would know that Man might have been an issue. If you're listening to this, Blake, probably not. I'm sorry. I mean, do you remember do you remember that series, though? I was at my high school girlfriend's house, and her dad was laughing at me. And I remember thinking, 
it could it could never get worse than this. And in 2013, I'm sitting in my living room. Not even in my living room. I was sitting in a fucking hospital. That's a good story for another time. And I thought to myself, it can never get worse than this. And then you're sitting there in 2019 and you're just thinking, absolutely, 100% bulletproof after this loss. It can never get worse. And yet here we are. All right. My mail. I got to talk to you about my fucking mail. I get this pamphlet the other day. And it's there's a lot of stuff going on on here. Maybe I'll post it online. Um, whoever designed this, Jesus Christ, way too many fucking letters. Uh, but it's St. Indian Famous Astrologer. Don't miss the golden opportunity for your bright future. I'm telling you guys. They tell the past, the present, the future. They remove problems. They give solutions. And then they have all these fucking examples. Bad luck. Suffering, embarrassment, witchcraft, curse, etc. Business, job, love. I think we might have found our fucking solution here is what I'm trying to get at. The garden's cursed. I mean, if you're looking at what's happening with the fucking Celtics and you look at what happened with the Bruins, it's obvious. This place has been fucking hexed, man. It needs to be fucking exercised. Now, either we send this fucking Indian famous astrologer guru or we hire somebody like the fucking Conjuring. You know, Kurt Russell's riding a fucking moped in one of his new movies. Fucking cruising in a moped in Rome doing exorcisms. Send that motherfucker to the garden. There's something clearly fucking wrong with that building. You know, I need some poltergeist action, right? I need the big lady. I need the I need the little lady, little chubby lady looking like a fucking jelly bean that's put through a fucking microwave. Had too much fucking sugar sprayed on it. You know, I need someone to walk out of it and be like, the house is clean. You know what I mean? Alright, and final thing. I'm not ready to talk about Bergie and Krejci yet. I'm not ready. I'm not there yet. Some people are there. I'm not fucking there. The exit interviews were tough, man. It looked like a bunch of fucking well-organized motherfuckers who got hit with the left hook. That's what it looked like. Because that's what it was. But what I'm going to hang on is that passed the sign an extension to stay here long term. So did Lindholm. So did McAvoy. Those guys signed those extensions knowing... Fully well that Bergie and Krejci, there's a high possibility they may not come back after this year. So what I want to know, more than anything, is what is the game plan that they were told? What was the reason that they were sold to stay? Because they were going to get that money anywhere else. God damn, they would have passed it, would have gotten paid maybe even more somewhere else. So that's all what I got for you today. I hope you're feeling better. I'm watching hockey again. Are you watching hockey again? I don't know who to cheer for. I don't know if I care. I mean, if I admit who I'm kind of leaning towards, I think I might get fucking chastised. I think I might get more hate 
from the Bruins fan base than I did from theirs. But it's kind of fun. I don't know. They're kind of a fun team. If you're from that certain corner of the world and you're listening, send me a jersey. Send a Bobby Brewski jersey over. You know who you are. But I'll say, that, like, Alex Petrangelo. All right. Before I peace out here, because I got some beers to crush. Do you remember there was that window in time when we dumped Tory Krug and there was the possibility that we were going to try to sign Alex Petrangelo? Well, he just tried to kill the two-headed dragon in Edmonton there. Dry saddle on McDavid. And I got to tell you, fuck, he would have been a great fucking Boston Bruin. We've been doing shit like that. All right, I'm going to shoot back to Brett and Boosie. Remember, you've been great. I've been Bobby. Now listen, they can't take away these stories. They can't take away these times. They can't take, can't take this away. Let's go bees, baby. And that is the one and only Big Dick Tripotsky, Bobby's Corner, fucking crushes it again. I mean, the dude's bad in the thousand. How many times can we fucking say it? And there's just, uh, there's, so we're not going to answer all of them. We're going to save some of them for next week, but there are a few funny ones that I kind of want to rifle off. Um, I tweeted out last week, get your questions in and stuff like that. So we'll touch on some of those. We're going to save more of the serious ones for the following week. Shan at Shan Bruins fan tweeted at us is Brett. Going to come to Boston in August for mine and Haley's birthday celebrations. He absolutely is. We talked about it. <laughs> um, our girl, Sway Daddy, Danny, asked how many beers are we drinking as Zach Bryan? We're just going to delete every single fucking beer that they have. <laughs> and, I mean, that's the only way to fucking cap off the shit end of a season. It's just drown our tears in fucking beers. Um, yeah, exactly. There's two more that I want to attack. Um, and then there's two more that I am going to save for the following week on top of the ones that we got this week. So if you answered one, if you asked us one this week, we're saving it for next week. So it's not forgotten, but our boy Robert parks at I am Robert parks. He asked one and only question. How we can't <laughs> answer that. We're still trying to figure that out. I two weeks don't later. No. How about yeah. that? <laughs> I, I, I wish we knew, buddy. I wish we fucking knew because we'd have all the fucking answers and someone would be at the office right now. And uh, actually, is this, is this? Oh, this is uh back to earlier what I said. Big bad bees memes. He changed his thing to bees memes against McAvoy slander. That's what I was talking about earlier. Go follow him. He's fucking hilarious. He's been standing standing strong for our boy McAvoy, but he asked, this is one that I kind of want to touch on, and then we can basically finish up there and uh, ask the other two questions our boy, uh, Greg and Greg and the snake-hipped how the, the fuck do I say the snake-hipped monitor of authority? Did I fucking say that right? But <laughs> those two We'll save you guys for next week. Uh, there's a few more that we're going to get to next week. But bees, our, yeah, our boy Bees is. Memes asks us, favorite moment, moments of the season on ice and on the pod? 
That's kind of throwing us on the spot right there because I haven't really thought about it. I think my favorite moment on the podcast this season, not only was it you officially joining the podcast, but I think it was when we had our boy Ace on and we had breaking news. I'm just just going to say that. Yeah, I think we can both agree on that. Yeah. Like the that was so broke. fucking that exciting. That was so like, sick. Yeah. That was a trade that ca- kind of came out of nowhere because I remember. Kind of made us saw... feel so legit. We're just like, yeah. wait a second, what? We're like hitting up all our sources and shit. We fucking saw them health bombed and then five minutes later, they're a Boston Bruin. Like that We're was like, definitely Do you think cool. that has anything to do with it? <laughs> yeah, I know. And then favorite on ice moment of the season. And for me, it's the all mark goalie goal. Yeah, that's a really good one. Thinking off the I... top of my head, all mark goalie goal. I mean, obviously it's cool to see winter them classic. Winter classic. Awesome. Yeah, that was that was awesome. That was a cool moment because that was definitely a different winter classic. Yeah, from like the JD, past. how he just like put the team on his back. Like that was that's the JD I thought we were gonna see in the playoffs, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I wonder if he's still even feeling right from those injuries. Yeah, that's what kind of battled them all year, but yeah, um, yeah, definitely the Omar goal. Uh, as shitty as it was, like Omar trying to fight Kachuk was like pretty up there and one of the highlights of the like the years. That was, yeah, that was nice too, even though it ended off shitty. Like, that was just, uh, I don't know, Omar's performance this year, I guess, was just like, yeah, the on ice, like just him as a whole was really intriguing to watch this year and very interesting too he's a very interesting guy like i don't know he's he's such a wholesome dude too yeah he's he's a different cat not in a bad like in any bad way i just think he's a very interesting guy he's very intriguing to me i love watching his post-game pressers so i guess on ice would just be all mark's performance this year and just watching how like spectacular it was it honestly was probably the one is one of the greatest goalie seasons of all time you yeah, you take it. even if you take away the goalie goal, what he he's did, up for the Vez, he got put up for the Vesna today, actually. Yeah, and he's obviously gonna win it. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like if he doesn't, then I'm gonna fucking berate oh. Elliot Friedman. I'm gonna find where he fucking lives. We and... better if for all for this shitty fucking downfall of a first round exit we have, we better get Montgomery coach of the year, Bergeron fucking Selkie. And Olmark Vesna, and we should be getting Lindholm Norris, but fuck. Yeah, yeah. He there's no way he does after it's no. it's an offensive stat now, it, or it's an offensive award now for defensemen. It's unfortunate what it used to be, or how it used to be, and how it is now. Because, I mean, if the award is what it's like now, back then, Chara wouldn't even have come close. Would have yeah, never Weber been a would have never finalist. Yeah. What's that? I don't think Shea Weber would have got one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's when I could that's be wrong. The but Norris, but like off the top of your head, because we got to wrap this up too. We're fucking going on forever right now. Yeah, but off the top of your head, when's the last time someone won the Norris? Where you're like, that's a true Norris. Can-? I mean, did Yossi Kale, win Kale it last McCarr. year? Kale McCarr last. Oh year. yeah, Kale McCarr. Yeah, he he does on both ends. But, but before was- that, before that. Carlson back in the day. Oh, like John when Carlson. he was no, like Eric when he was playing on Ottawa on those dumb yeah. when he was like dominating. A little bit those. of a liability. He was better defensively then. He yeah, um, I guess he relied on Mark Mathot a lot. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Like that's Shea tough. Weber. That's like a tough one. I don't remember many candidates off the top of my head real quick, but like if you're, th- when I think of Norris trophy, I think oh, of a- Mark Giordano is the last one. Oh yeah. 2019. Yeah. That guy's oh. a defenseman. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that guy's a fucking defenseman. Yeah. So, Okay, so it's the last winners are Makar, Fox, Yossi. Yossi's a defenseman, but he's a liability in his own zone, kind of. He's, he's gonna be better honest. than most, but yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like, out of, like, if you're going to go with the Makar, Fox, Yossi, Hedman, McAvoy, like, I think Yossi's the worst out of all of them. Like, the yeah. new age defenseman. But anyways, so we got Makar, Fox, Yossi, Giordano, Headman Brent Burns, that's a fucking defenseman, too. Yes, yes. Um, he's, he's definitely Drew Doughty. Drew Doughty is oh. the last defenseman to win it. That is the most all around defenseman. And then the it's true. Funny. Like that, when I think of Norris, I think of something yeah. like someone like that, like Drew L- Doughty in his fucking prime. Listen to this run, okay? From 20. 20- Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we went down a rabbit hole. I gotta, I gotta rattle this off real quick. Go okay, off, we got man. Hedman in 2018, right? And then you got Burns, who's like that last. It feels like 2017, that last defenseman, like that plays like that. And then it goes Doughty 2016, and then going like down from here, Carlson, Keith, Subban, Carlson, Lindstrom, Keith. Chara, Lindstrom, 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 Niedermeyer, Lindstrom, Lindstrom, Lindstrom. What the fuck, dude? Jesus Christ. Lindstrom won it one, two, three, four, six out of eight years. That's fucking insane. I didn't even know that. They should call it the Lindstrom Award. Why the fuck is it called the Norris? Who the fuck is Norris? There should be... Okay, now I have I have a new a new hill that I'm gonna die on. You have the Bobby Orr Award that goes to like the Kale McCars, the Adam Foxes, whatever. And then you have the Lindstrom Award that goes to the McAvoy's Slavens, like those defense that yes. play like all you know. And let's get rid of this Norris bullshit. Who the fuck is Norris? It should be called the Lindstrom, dude. This guy yeah. in 2011, this guy won the fucking Norris. How old was he in 2011? Like he had to have been like almost 35, 37 years old. Like that's insane. Yeah, that's that's wild. Fuck, man. Sorry, I just went on a tear there, but uh, we are the only Bruins podcast and we are <laughs> petitioning for the Norris to be changed to yes. Lindstrom and uh, for them to create a Bobby Orr award um, for your superstar defenseman. I think that's going to be our movement all summer. Yeah, all movement. We're pushing for this. this yeah. is all. I don't care if we make another episode as long as this fucking award gets changed. Exactly. I can't yes. believe the Lindstrom won six out of eight Norris's and no one talks about it. Like That's fucking fuck wild. Is... That's a fucking crime. From 2001 to 2009 when Chara won it, Lindstrom won Holy shit. Yeah. Six out of eight. That's insane. Wow. I Eight thought maybe ago. I just did the math wrong quick. Wow. That's insane. All right. That's a positive note to wrap it up on. We're yes, petitioning. On positive note. Norris. 
We started negative. We'll wrap it up on a positive note. Uh, like we said last week, we appreciate you guys so much for the season, the season we've had. Brett, I appreciate you for joining me, becoming my oh, yeah, co-host, man. and having so much fun. Bobby, I appreciate the fuck out of you, man, because you just crush it in Bobby's corner. You send us some great fucking memes. You just... You you keep you keep the chat alive when we when when me and Brett are down, you're sending us funny shit. Yeah. Like like all three of us, like we said last week, are like the like the fourth line people. Like we all yeah. bring something to to the table. And I appreciate the fuck out of you guys. I appreciate the fuck out of you guys who listen, the fans and all that. It's it's truly been a great season. I'm looking forward to the offseason. We're gonna get more. We're going to obviously have to dig deep a little bit because the season ended way sooner than we all anticipated, but we're going to dig deep. We're going to get a YouTube page out there soon. We're going to have some content out there for you soon. We're, we'll be doing some live streams to answer some questions, interact with you guys, and just kind of have some fun because, you know, what else are we going to do when the Bruins fucking end the season two months too fucking early, basically? Uh-huh. But again, the season wouldn't have hey, been. Hey, this is just the year. This is just the year pre premature i was yeah. gonna say something else but um <laughs> uh, you know it almost feels like 2010 when the next year they ended up winning it all but we'll it's so see. funny because that's that happens a lot actually it happened to tampa look at the panthers this year they're on a run right now like teams that win the president's trophy have really good seasons and then the next like if they do shit in the playoffs the next year and they normally go really far so we'll see we'll see yeah, we'll see. Time time will tell. Time will tell. But for now, it's going to be interesting offseason. For now, just... I fucking hate myself. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's going to be interesting offseason. Sounds like if Sweeney's a man of his word, it's definitely going to be interesting offseason. Something to keep your eye on. It sounds like we'll have plenty to talk about at some points. But for now, if you guys are able to enjoy watching hockey, by all means, go enjoy it because I certainly can't right now. I can't get myself to watch it. But again, this season would have been nothing without you guys. So I appreciate yep. you guys listening. Brett and Snaps. Brett and Bobby, the two my 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 double Bs. I appreciate the fuck out of you guys. But yeah, I think this is a good time to wrap it up, Brett. If you have any yep. goodbyes or anything you'd like to say. Yeah, just we love you guys. I haven't got to my DMs yet. I knew I know I said I was going to last week, but I just haven't been able to muster it up yet. I'm I'm just not ready to talk about the Bruins or how I'm doing or anything like that. Uh, if you want to know how I'm doing, just listen to the pod and you'll know. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll yeah, be, you'll be able to hear it in my voice. But I'm alive and well, and I appreciate everyone that's reached out. I see you in the DMs. I'm just not uh, prepared to indulge in that yet. Um, I'm poking my head back around Twitter, so I appreciate everyone tagging me and uh, in stuff and interacting with me. I'm trying to get take the training wheels back off. But, uh, yeah, like I said earlier, we indulge our whole lives in this stuff. So just yeah. you kind of need a breather. It's, I, I just think it's healthy to, like, take a breather, especially after the season we had where it was nonstop, um, euphoric, um like the euphoric feelings from the team over and over and over night after night winning and winning you're kind of so indulged into it and you're kind of so sucked into it that takes um, a toll on you for sure yeah so it's nice to take a step away take a little break but we're back now we're still go well we're we never were gone we're 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 get 
back in the saddle, I guess you could say. And uh, yep. we're going to have a bunch of content and shit coming out. Like Boosie said, I'm working on some new t-shirt designs and all that. So we'll get going here. Um, I got to go make dinner. So we'll wrap this yeah. thing up. I know it's getting late, but yeah, a lot to look forward to. A lot of content to look forward to. Some new shirts to look forward or not shirts itself, but some new merch to look forward to. We're going to have some fun with it. Try to try our best to keep you guys entertained, but we're going to have some sales this summer too on our merch. Yeah, absolutely. So you definitely want to, and a lot of those sales are going to rely on, (laughs) I would say what the Bruins do. So definitely want to keep your eye on the Bruins, keep your eyes on us because um, we'll keep you guys updated. We'll have some fun with that. Yeah. I think for the, for us Canadians, we're going to have to do, we might have to do a Victoria day sale. Us Canadians, you'll know what I'm talking about for that. But it's the end of last week of March. Um, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah, and then we'll do like a, we'll do a uh, July first week, July first and fourth week sale for the summer. Maybe we'll get some uh, America Bruins merch going. Maybe hey, we'll not a bad idea. It. Yeah, we'll we'll go do. we'll go to the lab and get cooking on that. Yeah, but. That'll wrap it up for episode whatever number this is. Guys, we already said it, but we appreciate the hell out of you guys. This episode, this podcast, this season would be nothing without you guys. So thank you again for an incredible season. Be on the lookout. Make sure you subscribe and follow, rate us, and all that good stuff. And uh, be ready on the lookout for the third part of this end of the season series next week where we answer more questions. We kind of grade the players and all that part three, baby round three is I'm good to go for that. Hey, um, 32nd man, but (laughs) I had to get that that in there, but ladies and gentlemen, that'll wrap it up for whatever number episode this is. We love you guys. Stay cool. Have a great summer. We'll see you guys next week. We love you all. Stay cool. Peace.